You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. going on in my house today, so it's going to be a lot of me muting myself, which is probably better, because the person we want to hear from today is beautiful Sarah Exley. Um, Sarah, welcome to the show. She is, I'm just going to let Sarah do her quick intro and bio, but before I do, I just want to say that Sarah is going to be a host also on Reimagine Radio, and I am thrilled about that, because she brings some expertise that really applies in my life because I am a parent, and I think that's huge. So, Sarah, can you give us a quick bio and an introduction and tell us a little bit about what brought you here? Sure. Hi. Um, yeah, really excited to uh, to start the Reimagined Radio Show. Um, yeah, so I'm Sarah Exley. I am a conscious parent coach. I'm most recently training to be a hypnotherapist, which is like my new passion. And I'm so excited to talk about that in relationship to parenting because it has absolutely changed my life. So I'll probably talk a little bit more about that than I will about myself. But I'm a mom of twin boys. Um, I'm also like on a co-parenting journey. So I'm in the process of getting divorced. So my life is very much a real life. I'm very much a real person. And um, in that vein, I you know, I do see parenting as a spiritual practice that's always been like kind of deeply important to me. And yet, even though I believe that, and even though I strive to practice that, I'm not always like perfect at that. So I'm not about like, you know, becoming this perfect person or trying to like act like I've got all my stuff together because I definitely don't, (laughs) but I'm learning every day and I'm getting better every day. And I just, love my kids so very much as I'm sure those of you listening adore your kids and feel that deep spiritual, you know, blessing that they are in your life. So that's a little bit about me. And yeah, other than that, I'm just enjoying myself. I have a great partner who is an awesome influence on my sons and yeah, I'm just a real woman living life. (laughs) So thank you for that. I think there's a lot of sort of misconception, right, that people who have a specialty have it all Mm -hmm. put together. Nobody does. I mean, I think that's that's just not true. One of the things that I love 
about your work so much is how transparent you are about the fact that it is real and that it is mm-hmm. not all rainbows and unicorns and fairy dust stuff in there. We've got twin boys. They're about the age yeah. of my child. I can't imagine having two at the same time. And that's not mm-hmm. always going to be in yeah. Do you yeah, exactly? I mean, conscious parenting—that's that's very specific and very yeah. nebulous all at the same time. Can you kind of describe for me what <laughs> you or how you would define conscious parenting? Yeah, you know what? I totally agree with you because I feel like I'm still learning how to talk about it and how to really define it. I feel like it's just kind of the language. I mean, when I think of conscious parenting, I mean, that's, you know, the Dr. Shafali Sabari wrote a book called The Conscious Parent and kind of built that language around that. And so it's just kind of, you know, a lot of people know who she is. But as far as like the definition of conscious parenting, the way that I personally define it, I define it as like having this awareness that there's a deeper purpose to like the relationship between the parent and the child. Like the child has come to teach the parent really amazing life lessons. Obviously the parent is there to kind of guide this new little being like, like this is how we operate. This is how we live. This is how we do things on planet earth. So there's this exchange of like learning and teaching happening all at the same time. I, to kind of go a little bit deeper, I think a lot of people who are in the conscious parenting world would agree that like the journey of conscious parenting is like having this awareness that um, this is an opportunity to really heal my stuff. And that's kind of the deep purpose, which I think that's the deep purpose of all relationships. And so I don't want to make that sound like, you know, if somebody chooses not to have children or chooses not to be a parent, that this is somehow better or like, deeper than other relationships. But I mean, at the same time, it is kind of its own thing because as much as, you know, my partner might trigger stuff that I inherited from my mom or my dad, my child triggers those things. And I don't know how to describe it. It, It's very difficult to describe it. It's almost like there's something a little more visceral that I just notice about my experience. Like when my child triggers something in me, that I learned from my dad or my mom in terms of like how to respond in that moment. And it's not always the most present, you know, deeply loving kind response. There's something a little different about that. And so conscious parenting, I think is really like learning how to deal with that emotional inheritance. Um, Hypnotherapy has really, really helped me with that. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, But yeah, it's it's sort of this incredible opportunity to reprogram all of that deep stuff that maybe we hadn't really been paying attention to or really even been thinking about and maybe hadn't ever been triggered until the child came into our lives. Does that make sense? But that's kind of how I see conscious parenting. That's, that's how I practice it. That's how I share about it. Um, so tell me if that makes sense. And if it doesn't, if there are other questions, we can go deeper and I'll do my best to answer those. It does make sense. I mean, I have said over and over again that no one can trigger me. No one can bring me to my knees faster <laughs> or lift me to mm-hmm. a higher a higher high than my children do. And that mm-hmm. high high is 
fantastic. I mean, when you're on your knees and you're begging for mercy and grace, that is something else. But both are equally sacred and incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. And my children can effortlessly, effortlessly (laughs) in me in any given day or in the same hour. And that is... That is that is a sacred experience. It is an incredibly profound power that they have in my life, and I, w- I would say that they have over me. But that is not actually true. It's not that they have a power over me. It's that they can it, they, they they trigger or they invoke those states that are already in me. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. Am I making absolutely? Yeah, and I personally like this is just what I notice about my own children. And, you know, you may notice this, I'm sure other people may, but I kind of feel like my children, and this is why I feel like it is a deeply spiritual thing because I can't find a logical explanation for why they just seem to be programmed to trigger my worst buttons, like all of the worst impulses that have ever been, you know, kind of, I don't know, like uh, internalized by me. It's like they have, somehow just by being themselves it's almost like they were built to like to trigger those worst impulses or those worst vulnerabilities or those worst like whatever um those most painful points and so like I'm kind of like okay like to me that sort of feels like there's got to be some kind of something some kind of divine plan or I don't know I mean you don't have to look at it like that to practice it you don't have to have any kind of spiritual you know belief or um, experience around that I think to practice that but to me that is like kind of how it feels and there may be a scientific explanation for that that I'm not currently aware of but um, that is my experience so far so what you said makes perfect sense to me and that is the truth of parenting and that is very mm-hmm. contrary to the magazine-covered mm-hmm. sort of theologically, I don't know, so that's not the right word, but commercially packaged, that's the right word, vision yeah. of parenting, where it is all smiles and going to the playground and it's all loving and sweet and supportive and good parents don't have bad moments because we love our children unconditionally and everything is always bright and shiny all the time. I mean, that's sort of the bill of goods that we're sold and the reality can be very different than that. And there can be a lot of shame when we can't, I'm not going to put everybody, let's back off that. There, There can be a lot of shame for me when I can't live up to that bill of goods because I don't all the time. I want to, Maybe I want to. Maybe if I really examine it, I don't want, actually want to. But mm. this, this sort of glossy vision of the perfect parent who's loving and sweet all the time without ever a moment where they lose patience or they might snap or they might whatever, those two things are very contrary. They can be very hard to rectify. We're all aiming for mm-hmm. perfection and have a really view about what perfect might actually look like oh yeah um that is still something that I, I mean I feel it like I took my kiddos to the like trampoline park the other day 
And it's almost like you can just feel it. Like everybody is just trying really hard. At least that's what I could feel bubble up within myself. But like that constant reconciliation of what we think we're supposed to be doing or what we think it's supposed to look like or feel like, and then having the real life, you know, like the actual unfolding um, I think it's Susan Stiffelman who calls it like the snapshot. Like we all have a snapshot in our minds of what our child is supposed to be, of what parenting is supposed to be. And we're constantly met with the contrast between that snapshot and what's actually happening. And that is like the hardest thing. And so, I mean, I am still not completely free from that snapshot all the time. I absolutely want to be, but if that like if I bet if I made that my goal, I could probably do some good work around that. But sometimes I don't even I'm not even aware that that's what's happening. That that's like where my suffering in the moment is coming from. Um, I mean that's just part of it. I think the other part is that you know if my child is doing something that um, you know maybe I got in trouble for when I was a kid and it triggers that. Uh, kind of critical response that I received when I was in their shoes. I mean, there's all, there's so many layers. There's so many things going on, like in that moment when I'm getting triggered, they're just doing what they're doing. Um, so, I mean, there's just so much going on with that. But yeah, I just agree with everything that you're saying. And I feel that. I totally feel that. So, yeah, this is a real life conversation. <laughs> this is not a conversation about how to you know, take what's actually happening and make it into the snapshot. This is like healing that contrast, I think, between those two so that we can just kind of be like comfortable being human, be okay, a little more okay with the humanness of what we're doing and these relationships. So, yeah, that's, I think, that's what's important to me. So talk to me about hypnotherapy. How... How has mm, hypnotherapy yeah. helped you integrate that? Because you and I come from similar backgrounds in that respect. Like I mm. started out with coach training, and I felt like my coach training didn't go deep enough for me. I mean, mm. it certainly can, but I had, I was aching for something a little deeper or a little more nuanced, I think, and found my mm, way to yeah. hypnotherapy training and have used hypnotherapy for myself first and in my practice in various ways for years and years. And I know how mm. powerful it can be. I'm curious about how that has shifted what you do in your work and in your life, particularly around parenting and your children. Yeah, for sure. So I discovered hypnotherapy. Well, let me even just say this. Like, I think I kind of, I mean, you know, being in the world where, like, we're talking about things like EFT and the universe and spirituality, like, I'm pretty sure I had, like, some kind of awareness, like, oh, yeah, hypnotherapy, but it was sort of, like, out of sight, out of mind. I've just, I never really heard anybody talking about it. I just, you know, so it was just not something that I ever sought out because I didn't really know what it was used for. I didn't really know what it was about. But about a year ago, well, a little more than a year ago now, I think it was in like October or November of 2015, um, I became familiar with the live streaming platform Periscope. And so I got on that and I was kind of doing live streamings on that every day and I was talking about conscious parenting. And then I got 
kind of connected with this woman named Grace Smith and her whole mission is about making hypnotherapy mainstream. Like that is her one mission in life and she's kicking butt doing that. And so she started, um, you know, so that's how I got kind of hip to the idea. I didn't start working with Grace personally um, until I signed up for the training. It was just like an intuitive hit and I was really scared to do it. I thought, really, am I going to take another training? Like I've taken coach, you know, parent coach trainings. I've taken the life coach. I took Martha Beck. I took so many things. I'm like, really? So I kind of like had this conversation with the universe. Um, like, okay, this is the last training I'm ever going to take. And um, anyway, so with that came the opportunity to work one-on-one with her. And the first thing that I said to her, I was like, look, you know, I'm a conscious parent coach and I feel like crap a lot of the time because I cannot often practice as much as I really think I should be able to what I'm teaching. And I'm constantly met with that, you know, kind of, you know, that uh, whole deal. And so that was one of the first things that we worked on. We worked on um, like kind of releasing this uh, this need to like nitpick and criticize. That was a big, big thing that was just kind of really stuck for me. And so what hypnotherapy did for me in those first few sessions that we started working together was it made what I know consciously really accessible because here's the thing. Um, sometimes I think, you know, I wrote about this on the uh, reimagined radio blog. I think in some cases, knowing better can lead to doing better. It just depends on how deeply rooted, you know, our original training is. Right. But for me, like knowing better was not enough. And maybe for some people knowing better, like just having some tools, maybe it was enough. But what I can say for myself and what I can say for the clients that I had been working with, I did not feel like. I didn't like how it felt to feel like, you know, that they they were doing okay. Like they would experience some transformation and they like they learned some good stuff from me. But it wasn't like, you know, they totally transformed. It was sort of like, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like who wants to like have clients leave their work with you feeling like that? Like I didn't like that. And so now, like, I don't even just do the coaching. I'm like, no, like, I'm not even touching conscious parenting with clients without involving hypnotherapy with it, because I just think it's that necessary. So for me, knowing better was kind of the first step in terms of like learning what conscious parenting was, learning some tools, learning how to provide empathy, like learning how to be human and like vulnerable, learning how to be playful, and all of those things that, you know, we would love to be doing all the time. That was kind of the first step. And then diving into the hypnotherapy and just kind of doing some subconscious, like, I don't know, like reprogramming. And it's still like, I'm still trying to figure out a way to describe it. That sounds kind of normal. (laughs) and That sounds like not weird, but that's really what it is, is that um, I found for myself after those few first few sessions, it was like, it wasn't like I was a totally changed person, but it just kind of gave me a leg up. It helped me remember what I want to remember in the moments when it's really, really hard. So, for example, after my first session, I remember coming out and one of my sons was doing something that would normally, like, just set me off and really trigger me. And when I say trigger me, like, it would trigger me to criticize or to nitpick or to be like, okay, get down, like, you know, or whatever. It was just like 
really something silly and not even that important or dangerous. So there was really no reason for it. But it was sort of like after that session, it was like I could recognize, like, okay, I'm, like, anticipating the trigger. I'm anticipating feeling triggered, and I just didn't. Like, it was just kind of okay. And just to be clear, this was something that I had to work at every day. So I had to, like, listen to recordings every day for a couple weeks, and um, we worked on different layers. So we worked on, like, yelling, really turning down the dial. We worked on more of, like, that criticizing habit because that was something that I, like, that's part of the way that I was parented every day from the time I was born until, you know, I moved out of my parents' house. Like, you can't just, like, it's going to take a little more than just knowing not to criticize your children to actually make that stick. Does that make sense? So that's what this has allowed me to do. It's allowed me to go deeper than just the knowing on the conscious mind and actually change some of these habits. I don't want to say that it's like totally cleaned up and that it's perfect, but it is like a lot better. It's a whole lot better. And it's a lot easier for me to access those tools um, and all of that information that I, you know, spent time learning and coach training and reading books and all of that stuff. So that's kind of my long, I know that's like a really long explanation, but um, that's, kind of the best way I know how to explain that. Did I leave anything out? <laughs> I know I talked for a while. Well, and I mean, you said two things I want to highlight. And one of them you said specifically, and the other one you, you leaned into a little bit. But I think the theme of all of the interviews I've done recently has been, this didn't shift on a dime. I committed to mm-hmm. it, and I, I, I committed to it, and I listened to the recordings, or I did the work, or I continued to be present with myself as I was working this process. It mm-hmm. just because I... I wanted it to be different, didn't make it different. And I think so many people are looking for that, quote, magic pill, unquote, when the magic pill part of it, I mean, the pill itself is that you've decided you wanted it to be different, but then you still have to take the pill, and it's much more like a vitamin. you got to do it every day. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes dozens or hundreds of times a day. But that commitment, should it be strong enough, fuels what it takes to get through the process of, the discipline of that work. Having the tool to do the work makes it possible, but it doesn't do the work all by itself. You you keep going back right. to it. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say was that, like, what I'm learning about in the training that I'm currently taking is, um, like, with clients who want to stop smoking, which is obviously, you know, like, a very addictive habit. It's a really tough thing to quit. And so, like, what my instructor told us was that, like, if you're going to work with somebody who comes to you for quitting smoking, you have to ask them and make sure that on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, like, the most desire a person can possibly have to quit – and one being like the least amount, they have to be a 10 or they will not quit. Even if they're a nine point like eight, if they're not a 10, they will not quit. So yeah, it's one of those things like you have to really want it. This has to matter the most to you. Um, and that's something that I, you know, have, am learning how to do with the clients that I'm working with is like, I make sure that we work on what's most important to the person first, because you cannot fake that. If it's, like, kind of important, but you could, like, take it or leave it, or you know you should work on that, but you'd really rather, like, manifest money, you know, instead or something like that, 
I mean, it has to be the most important thing. And at that point, it did. I mean, it was it was like it was the most important thing because I felt like if I can get this just sorted out a little bit more than, you know, the other things will probably come a little easier to me. And they did. So, yeah, I think it's I love what you just said. I think that's really important. Or you alluded to, so I'm going to fill it out, and then you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that mm-hmm. oftentimes, particularly when it comes to relationships, and maybe parenting is the shining example of that, the, the first thing we have to have is compassion and tenderness with ourselves before we can shine that on other people. That willingness to cut yeah. yourself a break and flow some love in your own direction before you can expect that you're going to be able to do that for your children or anyone else is important. And it's a tall order because when you're in the heat of the moment, kid, what you think you should be doing is loving them unconditionally when really the first thing you be doing is loving you unconditionally. And those are two very different Mm -hmm. things. Oh yeah, I completely agree. And that's actually something that I'm working on. Um, with, I have a couple clients that I'm actually doing the hypnotherapy and the conscious parenting together with. And that was one of the first things that, um, that I did in the session was we went through a whole hypnotherapy session of learning how to self mother or learning how to self parent, like however, you know, you identify, but that is the most important thing. And it's an incredibly powerful, in fact, I'm even like, nobody has made me a self parenting hypnotherapy recording so I think I'm thinking about making one but um absolutely that is one of the most important things and it is it's a very very tall order I still feel like sometimes that I'm failing at the self-love olympics like I'm just not quite you know like there's just so much to uncover and there's so much um you know there's always more there's always that expansion and so yeah that's kind of the thing that I notice is that like, I don't even really know what worthiness is. I just know that I'm willing to have a good time. I'm willing to let life be fun. And yeah, like hypnotherapy and all of these things that we've been talking about has absolutely brought the awareness that I have to focus on loving me. I just have to, I can't, I can't give what I don't have. So that's exactly right. Completely agree can't give what you don't have yeah mm-hmm. that about up. so i i promised myself and you i would keep this at half an hour today and we are almost there so i'm <laughs> going to give three-part question so sort of final thoughts on this subject where people can find you if they want to get in touch with you and a little bit about what your show is going to be about and like in the next few weeks yeah for sure so you can find me at sarahexley.com. Um, all of the info to, like, you know, sign on for sessions. I am offering a really nice early bird price right now because I'm still in training. But, um, yeah, I just think you'd absolutely, if you're listening to this, I think you will absolutely love it. You get to relax every week, and it's just really, really awesome. As far as my, my final thoughts, um, I just, yeah, I'm just really excited. I feel how important this is more and more. And 
I just think it's such a blessing, like to be able to relax a little bit more. Like when I look at when I first became a parent and those first few years and like the opportunities that came my way as far as like, you know, how like making decisions about how I was going to parent and how I was going to treat myself. I know that those were really important decisions that I made. And I'll talk more about that um, in, you know, upcoming episodes, but yeah, I mean, it's just been such an amazing journey, and I know it just will it will just keep getting better and better. So, um, yeah, where was I going next? Oh, yeah, so the show that I'm going to be doing, I'm going to kind of have like a hypnotherapy, conscious parenting, you know, slash interviews match mashup. I really, um, I want to take a couple episodes to talk about some of, you know, the tools that I'd love to offer people. Um, I want to do like a couple little sample practices to give people a little quick hypnotherapy practice that they can use anytime, anyplace. And I really want to interview other parents who are kind of like on this journey of, you know, joy meets imperfection. So that's what my show is going to be about, um, if that makes sense. So I'm still kind of working out all of those details, but I know it's going to be amazing. I know it's going to be fun. And, um, yeah, it is not going to be, like, boring or, like, you're not going to see, like, those glossy how to be a perfect parent and how to never make a mistake. It's not going to be like that. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. You got me at joy meets imperfection. I think that is amazing. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being here today. I really appreciate you and all the work yeah. you're doing. And yeah, for anybody who has people in their lives that they are raising, I or who are raising them, I strongly suggest you check out Sarah. She's amazing. So yeah, thank you. Have a great oh, week. Thank and you. For everyone who's listening, we appreciate your time for dialing in. Have a great week to all of you, too. Thank you for joining us on Love, Life, and Law of Attraction. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you back here next week. For more information, you can find me at lisamhage.com.